0: having the setup that allows you to focus on the things that are really valuable where you need to put in some personal time and things that you don't need to put personal time in just having those automated can can like probably speed people up by you know 6 months at, at getting successful in this industry so
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's going on, E?
2: Oh, man. Life is good, man. We, um, as you know, we've been kind of going after chasing. I have two units that I've been trying to buy since last December. Um, they were kind of holding off on of me, and um, there is some light, man. There's some light at the end of the tunnel, so I'm really excited. Um, I sent you a text I think it was yesterday of uh of me kind of like fishing and it feels very much like that right now I feel like we we got them hooked and now it's just a matter of like being very gentle um and very cautious to like how we reel them in but I can I can definitely feel a little tug um so I'm just really grateful and excited that you know it's it's um
1: it's been a long time in the process. It's, it's the, been a long time in the process, you know
2: what I mean? So it's this last two units. I'm really excited um, and, and we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, only time can tell really what's going to happen. But you know, you know, when something happens, there is an alignment with your bigger vision and it gives you the kind of like the little yin of excitement that you're just like, oh, yes, yeah. this is going the right way. Um, so that's kind of where I am right now. But that's that's what's happening with me. What about you guys?
1: It's been uh, it's been a good week. Um, interesting. I, I attracted a couple larger uh, apartment owners. So one of them's got about 300 units. One of them has uh, 16,000 units, hmm. and they want to convert some of their apartments into short-term rentals. And so I'm helping them run through the numbers, kind of walking them through the process figuring out what the regulatory requirements are in their markets. And uh, we're setting up some meetings for next week, I believe, uh, to kind of go through and talk about next steps. So could be adding a bunch of units to the portfolio in the very near future. Awesome. And uh, it's all good stuff, man. Yeah. So so that's good.
2: That's good. That, that's I am it. excited about our guests today because they're unique. I don't think we've ever had a guest that had, right? We never had a guest that actually has a, End user kind of service for hosts. Other than
1: Anton. Anton, Anton a, yeah, has a company. Yeah.
2: That's true. But this one excites me because it's, it's kind of like what everybody wants to know, right? Is like the need and greed. Actually, let me, you can start introducing them first. I'm just running with it already. I'll let you do your thing first.
1: Yeah. So today we have uh, David and Margaret on the show who are the co founders of Hostfully. And I'm just reading through their bio and then I'll let them do a formal deeper dive intro. But they're the co-founders of Hostfully, which is a software provider for hosts and property managers, uh, including a core property management platform and hospitality and digital guidebooks. Uh, We've got links to their headshots and all that good stuff. But it's a very, very cool platform. One of the things that we talk about um, a lot on the show is creating systems and focusing on the guest experience and the the platform that they 've created does both of that, so it streamlines your operation and it creates a much more user friendly experience for your guests so I am very excited to welcome David and Margaret on the show and uh, welcome guys why don 't you guys tell us a little bit more about how you got started in this business, and we 'll take it from there
3: so Margo, you want to say. Quick high and Hostfully, uh, and, and yourself, and I can go into a little bit of my story.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so my name is Margot, um, Margot Smorak. I'm the CEO and co-founder with David, of Hostfully. And like you mentioned, we have this platform that helps property managers um, run their business. So helps to distribute all the listings across the different booking sites, including Verbo and Booking.com and um, Airbnb, of course. And then, um, we also help to automate guest communications and we have a great digital guidebook platform that is kind of like a, um, mini website for your property that gives you a way to communicate with your guests, local recommendations, and also important property information so that you get fewer phone calls and questions about how to work stuff, right. Or, or not break things in in your unit, um, which we all know is really, really important. Uh, David and I met because, um, we were both actually taking some time off um, from our jobs and our kids went to the same preschool. It was five years ago now. Um, so it's been a while. We've been working on the company for a little while. Uh, we're both based here in San Francisco and um, I actually just uh, am closing on a property right now as well, which we're going to do a little bit of vacation rentals with as well so that I get more experience with the industry. Um, but David, I, I think it'd be really fun for other people to hear about your story. Cause this is like really the original idea behind the company. So Take it away. <laughs> yeah, and it's
3: been a while since uh, you've heard it too, so hopefully it won't be as, uh, as boring as normal in the past. Uh, so uh, thanks. My, the kind of catalyst of Hostfully is coming out of my experience as not just a host, uh, but before that as a guest. Uh, so about 10 years ago now, uh, my wife and I, we took a one-year sabbatical and traveled around the world. Uh, we had our one year of fun uh, before we are handcuffed for the next 20 years doing this kid thing. Not that this isn't fun, just a different kind of fun. Uh, and during our trip, we went to 27 countries and five continents and ended up staying wow. in three eight homes. And that was a combination of traditional vacation rentals, of just like friends of friends of friends that you meet while traveling. Uh, and then also, do you guys know the website couchsurfing.org? Yeah. So it was real popular 10 years ago. It's kind of gone downhill a little bit. They went from being like a nonprofit to a for-profit and, and lost a lot of their core community. But 10 years ago, it was essentially Airbnb without the financial transactions. So it was literally hosts who wanted to help travelers travel on a budget and meet people from other cultures, and they would host you for free. And through couch, through couch surfing, my wife and I, we stayed in places uh, in Lima, in Cairo, in Jerusalem, in Kigali Rwanda, in Hanoi, Vietnam, in some real random places. And that's when we first realized the incredible influence that the host has on the guest's stay. You know, anything a host told us to do went to the top of the priority list above Lonely Planet or TripAdvisor or Yelp or all those other review sites. Uh, we got, you know, the inside scoop, the hidden gems. And then after that trip, we moved here to San Francisco into a single-family home, uh, we renovated the basement so that my parents could, and turned it into an in-law unit, so my parents could come out from Connecticut and spend three months a year with their grandkids. They don't care about me anymore, just the grandkids. Uh, and then those, those other nine months, uh, we decided to start renting out on Airbnb. That was such a good experience at the main two floors of the house where we live. uh, We have an extra guest room, which is now my office. And we would uh, put that up on couch surfing and pay, pay for the the karma and have some guests here and also on Airbnb. So that's the traditional model of sharing your, your kitchen and your living space. So sometimes we'd have two reservations at the same time in our house, one in our guest room and one in our more private in-law unit. And uh, I've had now well over 400 guests and, I've been an Airbnb super host for over five years in a row and I realized firsthand the the pain point even with just my couple reservations couple prop listings of being in constant communication with guests after guest and answering all the questions that they have before their trip and then there their separate set of questions while they're staying with me and also realized the pleasure of hearing from them that they went uh, that they went to my favorite coffee shop and went to my favorite punch spot and Sure, they went to Fisherman's Wharf and Alcatraz and did all the touristy things, but it was staying in my neighborhood and going to the places that I told them to go to that made their trip memorable and unique and got me the consistent five-star reviews, which then let me charge more for my listing. And uh, like many other hosts, one night I spent many hours making a real ugly-looking Microsoft Word document guidebook to, to leave on you know, in the fire to give to my guests. And I was banging my head against the wall thinking there's got to be a better way to do this. And in kind of researching things, there was lots of kind of agenda itinerary builders for a guest who's traveling to pick out the things they want to do, but there was nothing really focused from the host perspective to help them provide a beautiful guest experience. Uh, and so combination of not just having local recommendations, but everything else that's important for the stay, like directions and check-in details and house rules and how to turn the TV on and how to use the laundry and stuff like that. So that's the catalyst to, to how we got started um, originally on the digital guidebook side and originally kind of focused on individual Airbnb hosts. And then we kind of realized there's this whole professional vacation rental management world. Uh, and we... Uh, did sort of a mini pivot on our back end to make it more enterprise friendly where you can make it easy to manage 100 guidebooks at once and take, take a recommendation and add it to 50 guidebooks at once or take a new guidebook and, and, and copy it to, to make a new guidebook and just change the address and the Wi-Fi code, stuff like that. Uh, and then fast forward, we realized we should start integrating with these property management softwares. That are out there that help property managers run their whole business tip to tail. There was one uh, called Orbi Rental, which is near, uh, and the CEO is nearby here in San Francisco. We did a technical integration with Orbi Rental, and Steph, the CEO, we really hit it off, and we uh, go out for lunch and coffee and just talk shop. And one thing led to another, and we merged. Uh, so now we became a full s- service. Uh, solution of core property management software to, as you said at the beginning, Mike, as Margo said, to help companies run their whole business, get them listed on Airbnb, get them listed on Vrbo, have, uh, you know, calendar management between the two so you don't get double booking, send emails automatically to the guest, that includes a link to the digital guidebook with the check-in details in that guidebook. Uh, so it's been a fun journey, and yeah, that's, that's our story.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And like, I'm always reminded, right? Because I started doing this business, um, shit, like 10 years ago. Right. And, and my natural strengths are not into like, kind of thinking like this. Like I'm a big visionary person, but I don't really spend my time being like, how can I make things that are already happening work a little bit better. Right. And like looking at what you guys do, looking at your site, I'm like, dude, this is brilliant. And like I never even you know what I mean I never even thought about it, and I have like thirty nine units that I've had to do the print and put into the plastic things, and like make it nice and cover it and thing like that. I'm like, why? Like, and to me, it wasn't even like I think I'm like, oh, there has to be a better way. I'm just like, this is <laughs> this is the cards we've been dealt. So learned, right? This is what we do. Um, so do you guys? run like do you make the designs for people like what how does that how does that work like do you do i have to bring the stuff all designed to you guys so do you have a team there that helps people with design
0: yeah so the way the product works is it's it's like a content management system so you put in whatever content you have and there's a huge range right of kinds of content people want to put in people want to include videos they want to include photos they want to include logos and our system can handle it all really beautifully Um, uh, the primary delivery method, especially during coronavirus is actually over a mobile device. And so, um, you get a little website that, um, has like a a URL that's specific to your property and it looks like a Pinterest board. It has like big squares of photos of the local recommendations and the house information that you're including. Um, and then as far as the design goes, like for the printed one, um, it, it, uh, it, it we have like, I don't know, four or five templates you can choose from um, that will feature different photos from your guidebook. And they're all kind of like professional looking and you can make them look however you need them to look, just like you would make a Squarespace site look however you would want a Squarespace site to look for your business. Of course, yeah. Um, so you can kind of highlight certain colors, um, you can use your logo, you can use specific photos and feature them um, differently on the cover. So. We've given a lot of flexibility, and it's funny. In the very beginning of the company, I'd I'd say in the two years in the at the beginning of the company, that design was really important. But what we realize now is that it's all about the automation of of it that is really meaningful. Like if you can, like David said, send a link when someone makes a a reservation, and the link includes um, a a link to the guidebook, and um, the 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 user can your guests can see all the information on their phone. They can share it with their friends who are coming to stay with them. That's really where the magic happens because. Mm -hmm. Um, the information is at their fingertips. And especially now, like it's a no touch kind of system. So everybody's really excited about it even more today.
2: Yeah. And I love that because at the end of the day, that's what like Mike and I tell people all the time when they're just getting started. um, As a lot of our listeners, our our hosts, either one or two listings or or a lot of listings, people kind of lose themselves in like, it has to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Whereas in reality, as a host, if you want to do this as a business and then really create that like, passive income what's important is what you just kind of said right it needs to be automated and easy and replicable so that people can kind of have that and then that kind of gives gives its own its own benefits that go way above like people won't remember how nice your your guidebook look but they'll remember they had a great guidebook that helped me out they won't remember what the color was right so that's exactly yeah important
0: I stayed in a vacation rental about a month ago and the the, the person had put a lot of energy into their um, binder and then things had changed. So like the property manager's name and number had changed. So she had to go and like cross it out. It was like this beautifully designed thing. And then she had done it all manually because who has time to like redesign it and go print it out and, you know, relaminate it. It's just like, a, it's a big process. So having it electronically just removes all of that Um stress too of just having to manage the the information up to date especially if you have multiple properties in multiple locations it gets
3: really i love that yeah Yeah, we've come across clients prospects at the time who are like i have 50 guidebooks and 50 google docs and (laughs) if i want to add a restaurant i need to open up like 50 different Google Docs and update it 50 times and it's such a pain. And with us, it's very modular and easy. So you just make it once and you choose which iBooks you want to add it to. And you can update it real time whenever there's changes. And we've been seeing that a lot the past bunch of months, obviously with different restaurants and businesses changing if they're doing delivery or indoor seating and stuff. And for people to have that flexibility of updating it in real time, it's been very helpful. Yeah, that's
2: True. awesome.
1: So, so having are people- it being more visual, like a board like that, I know for me, right, like I'm still on the old school side of I have I send them electronically, but it's still a lot of long form content and people just don't read it like they just don't. And I'm like, it's in there. And they're like, well, I didn't see it. I'm like, well, you didn't read it. But if it's visual like that, it's like, oh, here's the restaurants or here's the TV section or here's the, the Wi-Fi or here's, you know, the AC unit, whatever. It's just a lot easier, better guest experience that way yeah and
0: also we're going with the kind of new web design usability kind of practices which is like people are just used to infinite scroll now you know like th- that's how we use everything on our phones right now so that's how our, all of our tabs work so like it's just you just scroll you know and like you said it's short form content so we we did a lot of like work to make sure that people don't Put too much of content, <laughs> like with the photo, right? It's just like you only get X number of characters. You better fit it in there. I think it's like eighty or something like that in the in your title. And then when you click into that, you can add more long form content. But then you're only giving the user what they need when they ask for it, as opposed to sort of like dumping them with a big paragraph and they're not even really sure if they care about that coffee shop or not, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it's all all that is we we've considered pretty carefully, and it works really nicely right now in the guidebooks,
2: and. So do you, um, so if we have a host that it's not quite at the level of like wanting to do the whole property management thing, right? Like, let's say they just have it on Airbnb and for them, for what they use it, like, let's say it's somebody like, like you guys that has like a basement, right? So that like, we only rented three, six months out of the year. I don't need to be on all these platforms. I just need Airbnb. Can they just come on your website and just do, do the guidebook or are you guys requiring okay?
3: Got it. Yeah, absolutely. It's still two standalone platforms. So you can get the property management platform, the guidebook platform are both together and we have some cool integration between the two. So we have over 25,000 guidebooks in 80 countries and they're using all sorts of property management softwares and no property management software. Uh, And coming my background as a host myself, I I felt it's important to always have a free version. So one guidebook is free and one guidebook will always be free. So any host can, can make one and send it out. And then if you want a few bells and whistles on that guidebook, or if you're a professional manager and, and need multiple guidebooks, then there's a small subscription.
1: For sure. And I would just recommend in general, like if you're getting into this business, as you both know, even if you're running one or two listings, it can become a job if you don't automate your communications and confirmations and the guest book and access it. Like if you don't automate that, it will become a second job for you, period. Yeah. Like there's no doubt about it. And then it only amplifies as you scale. So you're kind of forced into it one way or another, but whatever level you're at, I mean, the tools are so affordable now. It's like when people ask me, I'm like, it's pennies compared to what you're going to make. So just invest in the technology to make your life easier.
0: Yeah, and, and I think especially for your audience where they're newcomers to this, like, the first bunch of reservations that you get, you got to knock it out of the park, like, you can't make any mistakes. And so why not put something in that helps you do that, right? That just provides a support system for you. Um, because, you know, you're, you only are as good as your last review. I mean, property, property managers are kind of like restaurant operators in that way, right? Like, you get a bad review, and it can really affect your business, and you get a good review, and it can really affect your business. And so, um, I think like having having the setup that allows you to focus on the things that are really valuable where you need to put in some personal time and things that you don't need to put personal time in, just having those automated can can like probably speed people up by, you know, six months at, at getting successful in this industry. So especially for newcomers, I think it, it's much, much more meaningful. Um, yeah. We'll be doing it.
3: I love that. It also enhances the quality of the conversations. We decrease the amount of questions you get. And we enhance the quality of conversations that you're able to have with the guests. So instead of focusing on like directions, you ever get that deer in yeah. a head nice from a guest where or- they ask you a question where to go and it's really just go on the block and make a right. But they kind of freak out and their eyes glaze over because they're not in the area. Now you can tell them, don't worry, all the details are in the guidebook and let me tell you why you should go on this hike or you know, why the steak at this restaurant is awesome. Uh, and each section of the guidebook is its own URL. So this isn't an app you're forcing the guests to download and install on their phone for the three days they're on vacation, but it's a simple URL and each section, so you can send them a link to the hike you recommend or the restaurant you recommend, or they're calling you at 11 o'clock at night saying, I can't get the TV to work, you can send them a link to that section of the guidebook. And uh, now you're not going to get a second question from them as well. Now they know if you respond, instead of responding like by emailing the answer, testing the answer, if you respond with the link to that section of the guidebook, now they know, okay, this is where the information is. I'm going to go here next time I have a question. I'm going to go here first. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I love that. and I also love because I I kind of looked around on, on your site and I love also how many different things you guys already integrate with um, because to me that's what's been obsolete is that there is a lot of property management softwares but a lot of them haven't really understood what it means like to be an Airbnb operator, right? Or they're not doing everything or they tend to try to provide all the services and not really integrating with others. Um, so what made you guys, so was that kind of what brought you guys with your hosting experience to understand it's better to integrate with as many things as possible um, to make our life easier? Or, or where did that kind of line of thinking came from?
0: You know, it's, it's actually really interesting, David. I'm, I'm going to answer this. You tell me if you think you agree, but David and Steph and I all come to this very strong conclusion from different Experiences like completely different experiences. Um, We are totally dedicated to being a platform product and that we will be not solving everybody's problems, but rather we'll be integrating with the best in class partners who will do it. But, um, like, my experience is coming from Apple, where I helped launch the developer program for the first iPhone developer, um, the iPhone developer kit for for iPhone. Um, And that was like my one year of experience of really digging in at Apple, but it was really transformative. David's a huge Salesforce fan. And so David has used countless apps on top of the Salesforce platform. My husband also works at Salesforce. so I'm pretty familiar with that as well. But David's experienced it firsthand in the power that a platform company can have in integrating with best-in-class partners. And then Steph came from a social platform, um, several uh, startups that were in the social platform space where he was integrating with the APIs at Twitter and others to basically build other companies. So we're, we all come to this very strong conclusion that um, platform architecture is really the way to go. And that by focusing on solving a small set of problems and then integrating with other companies that are doing a really good job at solving their specific issue, we're going to build a better ecosystem and a stronger company and a stronger customer base by doing that. Um, but it's interesting because all three of us like actually have completely disparate experiences, but we are equally passionate about it for um, for all the same reasons. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. And I think it's, it's what Mike and I kind of tell, tell people often is that it's really owning to why you're good at and also getting out of your way, yeah, right? And understanding I'm not good in this. And instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, yes. you know. and I think we had a guest say it beautifully um, that at the time is like, if you keep focusing on your, on your weaknesses, you're just gonna get a lot better on your weaknesses, right? <laughs> you're not gonna okay. get better at them. You're just gonna keep being worse, at whatever you're bad at yeah right yeah. so really like moving out of the way and this is such an important point for like young hosts or like small hosts is understanding don't try to do everything yourself find the best in the industry and try to use their systems to just help you
0: yeah and, and sometimes better. it means letting go of something that you think you could do well but it's just gonna not be service you you know i think actually this is like a key to life i mean Warren Buffett says the same thing too, right? He says like the most important thing that successful people say is the word no. Um, and yes. and I, I think that like, as I get older and more experienced in my life, I mean, I have three kids and I'm running a startup, like yeah. no and and focus are really the things that I've seen people who are happier and more successful in their lives being really good at. And, and it, mm-hmm. it's just exactly the same with our company. We just, we, we also have to be careful about like, you know, we have ideas about how we can, improve pricing or we have ideas about how we can improve this we have to be careful to say like well is that really within the bounds of like our charter which is to really focus on the core property management software how does it service our customers can we do it better than our partners and, and we ask ourselves those questions all the time so yeah. it's
3: amazing but, to see how the ecosystem has evolved and really just blown up even in the past five years where there's yeah. all these niche softwares that focus 110 percent on pricing, on cleaning, on background checks. So our goal is to do our core really well. And as you were saying, and you know, have connections with Airbnb and Vervo and booking.com and automated emails. Uh, but we're never going to do a better job than price labs and being pricing in wheelhouse when it comes to dynamic pricing for your companies um, or for the complexity of cleaning management scheduling that that breezeway and properly and VR scheduler and turnover BNB, that they, you know, they deep dive focus on that. So for us to be able to integrate with those to provide best in class solutions is, is really our goal at the uh, VRMA conference last year in New Orleans, seems like a lifetime ago, pardon me, New Orleans. Uh, At the Hyatt Hotel, they were talking about how the Hyatt, they have 21 different software to manage their business. The front desk has a software, they have channel management software to to get listed on Expedia and OTAs, that the um, concierge has a software, the software to manage the internet and the TV. And there's no silver bullet. There's no one solution that's going to do everything for you. And the same applies for vacation rentals. So we really want to be that that core, that that hub, that glue, and you're going to need other solutions. And to be able to play in the same sandbox with everyone really is our focus.
1: For sure. I completely agree with that. And I'm just looking at all the integrations and it's exactly what we need, right? Like I yeah, use Price amazing, Labs and right? Links and all of and them, like, and they all pull in. You just yeah. need that central hub because it would yeah. drive me nuts having to change a platform to go get a code or to get this or to get. It just all needs to integrate into one. So I'm curious for you guys, um, a couple things. So the first would be, what are you finding in on the guidebook side? What tends to be the most common questions that you have kind of prioritized in? in your templates that get asked the most? And then maybe some that are a little off base that have maybe on the rise recently.
3: Uh, So Wi-Fi specifically, we kind of (laughs) had that. So there's a a little bit of a flow sort of wizard when you sign up and it's like put in your check-in details here and parking details and uh, Wi-Fi was kind of a little more hidden in the house manual section and we put it like front and center in the check-in arrival section because that's the first question everyone wants to know. So that's, you know, based on feedback from users on on how we should change things. Uh, so that, that's that's one big thing. In terms of um, uh, recent stuff, there has been some cleaning uh, focus. So uh, being able to provide the space for, for uh, the host to be able to be clear about what their policies are, what kind of cleaning they've done, what they expect from uh, from guests, not just with regards to the specific home, but also like the area, like, hey, people are wearing masks in this area everywhere or just indoors, uh, stuff like that. Mm.
1: Yeah, because that's, that's the exact point that I was going to bring up. And, you know, guests in general right now, especially, are just hypersensitive. So if, if your cleaners miss a crumb, like they're going to notice it and they, they want to know, like, what process did you follow and I know some of the communities that we operate in, like it's required if you're in a common area or you're outside going down the stairs, like you have to wear a mask. So, finding the right way to communicate when you're in this area, you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. When you're in the property, you're fine. But if you're in certain areas, like this is required. David, um,
0: did, do, didn't we have like a query that we ran that um, looked up the number of times COVID was mentioned in guidebooks? Hundreds, um,
1: hundreds of our
3: guidebooks now have COVID. Yeah. We, yeah people are updating them. And it's important, too, in the guidebook. It's important, obviously, in your listing on Airbnb and Vervo to put that information. But only the person who's booking it is seeing it there. And for us, when the reservation is made, the, the property manager, the host, is sending the guidebook to to the main guest, who's then forwarding it to everyone else. So now everyone is seeing that information in the guidebook.
0: And, and then, Mike, just a little different angle to answer your question. Um, but we haven't covered yet. It, we do break the guidebook down into kind of the if you think about the time frame of like uh, when a person comes to stay with you. So there's an arrival section. There's like a there's recommendations and house information, and then there's a departure section. And so we also we we have kind of different angles. You can you can um, like David like David said, we put really key information like the Wi-Fi code and like what the weather is up front um, in the arrival section, and that's like the first tab that everybody sees. But we do kind of break it out like that so that the guests can also track along with their personal stay, like what information they should be looking at.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, so you guys have been now at this for five years, you said, right?
3: Years. Yeah. About
2: that? Yeah. So what What are some of the main kind of, yeah, first of all, congratulations, because that's that's quite an accomplishment on, it, on its own. But um, what are some of the main kind of things that you thought were going to be important five years ago that are not and vice versa, right? Like, where did the industry go? Or where do you see it going now, right? Because it's, I don't think we're going to go anywhere anytime soon, right? Like, I think now the vacation rental space, especially here in the States, it's, it's, it's not going to get moved, right? Like, we're not going to go back to just hotels.
0: Well, so when we launched, though, like, let's just go way back and just talk about the scenario when we launched. So when we launched, Airbnb had no open, there was no API integration with anybody. And I really credit David for being like, like, they're gonna, they're gonna be a platform. And I was like, really, really? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, I mean, I there probably was very little risk that they wouldn't be a platform, but it didn't happen yet. So like, the, the, the fact that we can do distribution across the different bookings platforms, that is only a recent development in that, like that has not been available to any company until recently, the way we're mm-hmm. doing it. Um, so that's a huge change that's happened in the industry and it has it like, there were companies that were kind of ahead of the curve that were already working on niche solutions. And then there were companies that jumped in once these niche once the, those changes happened. So that's a huge change. Um, the other thing that, um, I remember is when we started, I think awareness of what Airbnb was in the United States was like something between 14 and 17%. It was really low. And now I think it's probably much higher, probably in the sixties or seventies. And that's a big difference too. So Airbnb has grown and also it has changed consumers pr- perspectives on, um, like what, it what the experience should be to book a vacation rental because vacation rentals have been booked for decades. Forever, right. And, yeah. I mean, we, You've stayed in vacation rental with your family, you know, for like going to some beach town, uh, whether it's on the East Coast to like the Jersey Shore or Cape Cod, or if you're here in the Bay Area, it's. Lake Tahoe, there's a there's one of those places everywhere near an urban environment and those vacation rentals have been operating forever. But the difference now is that um, the consumers have an expectation to book that like they would a hotel. They want to see photos. They want to see availability. They want to see real time pricing. They don't want to have a back and forth email or exchange with the property manager to figure all that out. So I credit Airbnb for making that happen. They've really shifted the consumer demand and that's what's pushing property managers to have to respond a lot faster than they have before. So that's been a huge sea change that we've seen since we've been operating this business is that there really is a focus on true hospitality, which is like how comfortable and safe and welcome do you make a person feel when they come and stay with you? And it's much more competitive now and you have to be a lot more responsive. And so I think like that has really pushed the envelope further And then I think coronavirus has actually accelerated this industry even more recently, where we're seeing a lot of the technology advancements that we expected to happen like next year happening now, because property managers are needing to be more adaptable. I mean, they went from having regular occupancy rates to zero occupancy rate to 100 occupancy rate. It was like, you know, over the course of like 45 to 90 days, right? It was just insane. Um, So I think you're seeing like just people kind of waking up and saying technology is important, it's required, we need automation, we can no longer live with all these manual processes. Um, and and that's been a really big shift. So, um, you know, we, as, as David mentioned, we shifted our business model quite a bit. In the beginning, we thought we might be able to make a company on affiliate revenue from um, marketing local tours and activities. And we shifted pretty quickly to being a B2B um, subscription revenue model. So that was a big aha moment for us. But I think that these bigger industry changes are much more exciting, like and, and relevant, um, and kind of thoughtful than than what we've done as a company. I think we've just been really well positioned at all those times to take advantage of them.
2: Yeah, but I think that that comes from like kind of understanding from all aspects, right? And I think you from what I understand about you guys as a company, you've done that very well, because you seem to have a good mix of a lot of different kind of minds, and a lot of different experiences that run the company. Uh, that kind of allow you to understand all aspects of it, um, and I love what you just said because I think Mike and I were talking about this. Um, that Airbnb, what they did is is literally now you use the word Airbnb to describe any vacation rental.
3: Kleenex for Xerox,
2: right? And so a so it, Kleenex.
1: Kleenex. Exactly, yeah.
2: right? So and and to me that is such a like huge move on on any kind of industry right is when you can kind of make your company name become what the company is kind of known for then it's free advertising right because now anybody it's obvious that people now five years later know 67 yeah. percent of the population know airbnb because it's such a it's in the news, and it's in the thing, and it's, it's everywhere, right? Yeah,
3: you can, I, you, you can have a conversation of, oh, I booked an Airbnb. Oh, really? What website? On Provo, huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, but in terms of the, your original question, too, of, of what's changed uh, in kind of the, the, the kudos that Margot was giving to Airbnb, in the past half year, what's also changed, I think, is this perception of not putting all your eggs in one basket. And there's people that have been talking about this for a long time, like Matt Lando, and VRMB's uh, site of listing site independence, and really growing your own direct bookings. And that's really been accelerated, I think, this past half year. We've seen a lot of our clients looking at additional channels they can be on uh, from the other big ones like Verbo and Booking.com to other niche channels like Yonder and Go Lightly and Kid and Co. Uh, and also the importance of having their own direct booking site and being able to deal with customers directly, be in charge of the cancellation policy directly and not worry about someone trumping what you had in place uh, and being able to grow your own email list and get repeat customers. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a big shift and big focus on that. Some people have been talking yeah. about it for a while, and a lot of people are getting on board with that now.
2: Yeah. And, and I think that, that to be honest with you, I think that comes from the, the understanding of so many different people now coming into the industry and kind of bringing their expertise from what they're used to do into this business, right? So we had a guest on here that is great with digital marketing. And then he's dumping all of his knowledge, expertise, and his team into doing digital marketing for a property of his. And they absolutely exploded. But because they are so good at digital marketing and optimizing email lists and return guests and everything else, and they put them on a drip campaign that like, unless you're in a very specific industry, and you're just a small mom and pop operator, when have you ever heard of a drip campaign, right, going to retain, retain clients. So and that's where the industry is getting better.
3: That's what's so glistery. No one uh can you hear me. I mean, you guys can hear me? Yes. You froze okay. for a second. Uh, yeah. no one graduates with a degree in vacation rental management from college. So everyone is coming to this industry with a different backgrounds and different. Yet. Backgrounds. So we have one client who yep. who will make multiple listings and for the same property. And he's got an advertising background, and he'll have one that'll say, like, great for um, bachelor parties or, or guys' weekends. And then that same property, he'll make another one that'll say, wonderful for family reunions. And he'll have Google Ads uh, that are based on how people search, you know, family reunion, man, me vacation rental, and it'll show that property versus another. And it's, it's really cool to see the different backgrounds and skill sets people are bringing to, to improve this industry.
1: So what do you see as kind of the next iteration for Hostfully, or what is your big focus right now as a company?
0: Um, So the one, just going dovetailing off of that, David, I I wanted to bring that up earlier when we were talking about platform stuff. So one of our big focus areas is how do we just improve our platform and make it work really, really well um, with our existing partners and also with new partners. And we are actually just about to launch a big upgrade to our API, which allows a lot more control and flexibility for people who want to build creatively on top of it. And we've already had customers do really amazing things like um, integrate Typeform with um, the Hostfully API or like use the API in different ways, um, like David mentioned, to maybe like create, up dif- create different kind of groupings of their properties and manage them differently. So um, there's a lot of Really cool stuff we're doing on that front. Um, we are also on the brink of about being about to launch a, a new, a hugely upgraded direct bookings website, so that our customers can um, have an out-of-the-box gorgeous site that you know showcases their properties. They can work without having to go through the bookings channels. They can uh, remarket to their guests and and get them to book on these um, direct booking sites without it. So so that's a huge upgrade for us. Um, But I I would say, like, our general vision as a company, it it really goes back to this platform and guest experience. It's like, how do we build the best platform in the vacation rental industry that works the best, the most seamlessly and the easiest to use for our customers that works really well across all the different bookings channels? How do we um, and also, also how do we make sure that we. Um, give property managers the tools they need to communicate and to guarantee a wonderful guest experience for their um for their guests and so along those lines it's it's just there's actually quite a bit of um uh work that we have to do to maintain and and Im- keep improving with our our partners um on whatever technology they're building so there's there's a lot of innovation there that's kind of like a lot of little things you know it it doesn't Feel like a big deal until you run into a problem Um, and then it's a really big deal for you, but we do need to make sure we do that well. And then we also um, have a big focus on improving guest communications and how people can communicate with their guests, both in terms of automated ways and also in terms of personalization, right? Like, you know, our vision when we started hostfully is to really get people closer to their local experience because we think there's a lot of value there for everybody, for the property manager, for the host, for the local business, for the world. You know, it's, it's always better if you kind of get your eyes opened up by any travel experience. And, um, and so there's like a lot of different angles. We could go with that. Um, but it's, it's, it's a part of our focus as a company. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So is that like that. a, like a CRM function that you're thinking?
0: Well, we already have um, a CRM function in the product. Um, it's just improving what it does. So like, okay. like, the, you know, the vision is, and then this, by the way, failed, like like, burning flames failed about 10 years ago, was that you could walk around a city and, and discover, right, these new things that were around you it would be like location-based services. You'd be like, oh my gosh, this statue was blah, blah, blah. And my friend was here last week. And they, you know, like there'd be these stories behind everything. And that didn't work. I mean, multiple companies have tried this. Facebook has kind of tried it. So she tried it. They failed. A lot of travel companies, um, when David and I were first talking about hostfully with investors, we were pitching this idea of like this experience space travel. Um, and we see a really unique entry point with property managers to solve this same problem, because what was missing in that model was there was this idea that you could crowdsource the content and that like consumers would discover it and it would be magical but it doesn't work because you don't have a person who really cares about the consumer experience being great and in our model you have the property manager who like we said lives and dies by their latest review and they want to make sure that their guest experience is awesome so they're going to make sure that every restaurant is still open if it's coronavirus they're going to make sure that every experience that they send them to is really high quality and they're going to be like the kind of caretaker for like this local experience. And so what we want to, like one of the missions of our company is how do we, how do we make that magic happen more? And we're doing that with the digital guidebooks, but there's a huge opportunity in travel as a whole to just improve the way consumers can experience travel. And, and, and the property manager is, we feel is the linchpin to making that happen. We haven't yeah. done a fun honestly, to like activate this, but um, I think we all agree that the right incentives are there to make it happen
2: yeah no and you know what that reminds me of is like that great concierge guy at the hotel that used to like you ask them where to go and they will open those like city maps yes and they would draw on the city map and they'll be like just ask for tony you get there ask for tony i'll call them let them know that you're coming from the hotel and it's that that guy but that guy very similar to a property management took so much pride in just taking care of people right yeah. and is that taking care concierge aspect of it that has been kind of brought to Airbnbs through hospitality Mm -hmm. and to the property management business too. Right. Because that's a lot of property managers in the past were used to kind of being like, I care about who I work for. I don't care about who I'm renting to or who the guest is. And now that's kind of changed. So we're all in this hybrid fashion of like concierge property managers and, 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 it's cool. I really, I really like what you guys are doing with the company. I think it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And and it really shows that you guys are kind of putting time into thinking outside of the box to make sure that everything kind of makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. We're trying. I mean, it, you know, it takes a long time to make all these things happen, but the really cool thing is that we have a great reach right now. And we have a lot of property managers who are already using our our platform, and so it gives us a great opportunity to like figure out what actually works or not. Um, but back to your example about the concierge, I love that. Actually, David's brother, wasn't it your brother for yeah. a little while, a concierge at a, a New York hotel? <laughs> so he basically did that. Um, uh, it, but it's it's the, as the traveler, it's it's the guy who, the concierge themselves, right? Who's like, oh, look, let me help you. But it's also going to the next place and, being, and having Tony be like, oh, hey, Emmanuel. He, so great to see you so-and-so said you'd be coming like there's this kind of like connection moment that has to happen with real people mm-hmm. it just it will not feel the same if it's not real people so yeah that's that's like the nut to crack and and actually i'm surprised that airbnb experiences has not done better than it has um because they tried they are trying to do this but they did it a little differently because they were trying to like allow hosts to upsell their own experiences which is a little bit of a different angle like we are more about activating the community versus having hosts do it themselves. Um, and so anyway, I'm very curious to see where this goes. I really hope it moves forward because I think it's, it'll be transformative for travel.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. Um, and I guess before we get into the final section, I'm just going through the live Facebook feed. Uh, Tommy had a question. Does the software allow for management of past guest and facilitate continued communication with them. So I'm assuming like a, like the CRM, like we were talking about.
3: Yes, yes, <clears throat> absolutely. So there's a couple ways of doing it. We have automated templates and triggers. So you can set up a trigger where 180 days, half a year after the guest is checked out, send them a note saying, hey, if you're planning your trip for next year, we'd love for you to consider one of our properties again. Uh, and we also have integration with MailChimp For example so every reservation in the email address can get fed over to mailchimp if you're doing kind of you know monthly emails to your whole user base uh so there's a few different ways of managing that
1: Hmm. love that that's awesome
3: we also one more point to that on the guide but we have an optional splash splash page at the beginning where anyone who's viewing the guidebook needs to enter in their email address first so this is a great way for the host do not just have the email address if they have it or not of the main point of contact but of you know the spouse and anyone else in the party who's staying there now you're collecting all the email addresses and you can use that for marketing later
2: that's that's brilliant because that's one of the things that i've i hated uh because when i started doing this 10 years ago for vrbo for example i could pay to be on the top of the search list but i also got actual email addresses for people. Right. And I remembered when that changed and then you're like, ugh, like this is not going to work. Like I don't have this people's email address. Right. And then if they get off of that platform, you lose that client. Right. So I love that you guys have, have a way of, of gathering this goal. There is the email list. Like if, if young hosts, one of the biggest recommendation I have is you got to start building your email list from the get go and you think it's nothing, but, if you do it over time, by the time you get to me, that I'm doing this for like 10 years, you're going to have thousands, hundreds of thousands of emails and that's money. Like that's gold. That's all the people that already know and trust you. Hopefully you've, you've done a good job because then they hate you if you haven't, but if you have done a good job, they know and trust you. And then they're all warm leads for the rest of your life.
1: Amen. And Love one that. other question selfishly that I had that, kind of played off of tommy's is around the customer retention is there any way to set up like coupons so like we come you come back and you get five or ten percent off or whatever because i think that again it's just giving them a reason to come back like hey you stayed here once you had a good experience here's what we're doing different this year and we'll give you five ten percent off or whatever
3: Yes, absolutely. And that's all been a big focus again this past half year of folks trying to diversify and get more direct booking. So that's been a big focus of us as well, enhancing the direct booking site, as Margot mentioned, and also having some coupon flexibility. So yes, we have a whole coupon code section where you can make coupons for specific properties, for specific date ranges, and send those out to the guests.
1: Is there any way to do it? Because I haven't found, I'm I'm curious because, so we also run a boutique hotel. So I get this question a lot from the hotel is, but can I get a gift certificate? And so I didn't have a process. So I literally made one of Google docs and just ran it through stripes. And now I have a gift certificate. But um, I know when, especially in like the peak of COVID, a lot of folks we're talking about if there was a way to issue a gift certificate for a future state or to sell a gift certificate for a future state, it would help them manage their cash flow better. And I was like, That's a really good idea. And I don't think that as far as I was aware of the vacation rental industry, the short term rental industry had really gone down that route as opposed to a lot of the hotels do. Hmm. So.
3: I love it. Uh, so essentially, yes. I mean, we we don't have a little gift certificate template kind of thing, but the property manager, it's it's really just making a code, right? So they could they could process the the payment from the person who's buying the gift certificate. Are you saying is someone buying a gift certificate for someone else, or mean just so so they can process that through Stripe? They can kind of do that offline and then just give the code and put it on you know a nice PDF or something and send that out. So that can definitely be done through our platform
0: Mm. i love it yeah and you know like the 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 redemption rate is very low on on those kind of things it's usually like i don't know like 20 or 30 percent yeah that
2: to me is always insane but then i realize in my own life that at random i do find gift cards and i'm like where like i've how long like what's on this gift card like do i even have money on here like what is this for
0: I mm. am. I am embarrassed to say that I I have had this hundred dollar flour and water um, gift certificate. David knows this is really nice restaurant in San Francisco, but I could never get a reservation, and so I just was like stuck in this endless loop of like I really have to use this, and then going online and trying to get yeah. a reservation. Can't get Your a reservation. So,
2: do they do takeout now? Maybe you can. Oh yeah, it for question. some takeout.
0: I
1: still have it.
2: <laughs> During this COVID times, who knows? I love it.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, one thing I wanted to thank you guys for is is we're getting close to wrapping up here is we were talking offline and if folks use the code STR secrets, you're actually going to get two free months use of any guidebook subscription, which is awesome. So thank you guys for doing that. That is really cool. So again, use code STR secrets, check out hostfully. That is awesome. Thank you guys. And um, the one last question that we ask every guest and I'm, Really looking forward to hearing it from both of you. Is what is your best secret for success in short term rentals?
3: Mm. I'm, a, I'm a little biased on that, uh, and that's guest yes, communications and making sure you're, you're communicating well with the guests, not just with the digital guidebook, but with the emails that you're sending, with checking in on mm-hmm. them. Uh, in, in, in multiple ways so whether you're automating a series of emails to be sent five days before the guest arrives and not just five days but the morning that they arrive to send that same exact email just saying you know hey just a friendly bump so this is at the top of your your inbox and it's easy to see uh, so stuff like that also um, make c- clearly communicating expectations so like asking kind of asking for that five star review in advance of their of their stay as opposed to afterwards in a, in a subtle way so in one of your welcome emails saying i am a i'm a super host or i you know i have mostly five-star reviews and that's what i expect and please let me know if you're not getting that experience so i can fix it uh, because I, I expect every guest to have that five-star review. So that's your kind of subtle way of asking for it, but in a, in a nice way showing that you really care about them. Uh, so I don't think you can over-communicate. They'll, they'll not respond or, you know, they'll let you know, <laughs> stop bugging me, which no one really does. They just don't respond. Uh, and better say them sorry, because then they feel comfortable coming to you if there is something they want to talk about. Mm. I love
1: that.
0: Yeah, that's Those- just a like good advice. Yeah, I totally agree with that being the, the number one tip. I have a little bit of a surprising tip, like maybe I, I wouldn't put it as like the top secret for success. But one thing that I've noticed, having spoken with like hundreds of property managers just in, in helping to build this company, um, the property managers that are doing the best are oftentimes really integrated with their community. So whether they're working um, on local um, policy decisions or whether they're helping to impact like the local environment and getting or getting involved with other local causes. Um, We uh, there's one property manager I'm thinking of um, in um, Salt Lake that has this program where um, they've been doing these kind of like volunteer stuff. So like they, they wanted to raise money for like a breast cancer um, cause. And then they reached out to owners to ask if the owners would be willing to like participate. And the owners were more than happy to participate and sort of like do it with them. And and I see it's, it's kind of all in the spirit of like this community. So I think when you're starting a business, it's really easy to feel kind of lonely. Like you're just doing it yourself and like nobody understands you and oh, this is so hard. But um, the people that I've seen be really successful in this industry are people that are very hooked up to their community, whether it's other hosts that are in their neighborhood, other businesses that are in their neighborhood, other other local causes, you know, um, like I said, like policy championing local policy stuff that's uh, good for vacation rentals. That That's another kind of like, I would say like a pro tip, you know, that I've noticed be really a, a meaningful key to success. Mm. Yeah,
2: that's great. I love that. And that's, 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 to me, it's such, I mean, I am very able to do that because I'm very local to my market. I know for Mike is a little bit different because he is in a lot of markets, but we try to do that because it also lets you show people that you also live where they come to play and then that makes them kind of part of the whole experience. So it goes mm-hmm. back to.
0: Yeah, it's like lean into the localness, you know, because like people, we're in an age where everyone feels like kind of distant from each other and like I'm just booking this on this big platform and there's no personal you know connection between me and the person how do I know that this is going to be a good experience for me the more you can feel and look local the more trust you're going to inspire with your guests and I think the more likely people will be to book with you so it's just um, it all it all feeds back and one that's kind of another mission of hostfully is to like help local communities thrive um, through you know through travel so Love that it. would be a dream, honestly. Like if we could if we could figure that one out, like I would die happy kind of thing. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This was great. Tons of value. Uh, thank you again for the two free months for Hostfully. That's amazing. Yeah. And the guidebook great. side. Thank you guys. Uh, where can folks find out more about Hostfully and find out more about you guys?
0: Hostfully.com dot Um And uh, yeah, feel free to contact us. I'm just Margo at Hostfully.com and David is David at Hostfully.com. If anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out.
2: Awesome. You guys were great. I'm very excited, very looking forward to see what you guys are going to do with the company. It, it seems like you guys are, are on, on a great track. So wish you all the success
3: moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah.
0: you guys having us. Thanks
3: so much. This, this was
1: a fun time yeah thank you for having us for sure all right guys we'll talk soon thanks again thank you guys hey str nation if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and in the comments let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you and if you really want to learn how to launch automate and scale your short-term rental business if you want to go deeper then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.